So let's look at Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. Very uh, familiar text. And it reads, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now here's the thing that we're trained not to do. We're trained that when we start reading the, the, the text, that we can't preach the text while we're introducing the text. So because I'm not preaching this, I, I do want to say for those of us who are shepherds, whether we're pastors or shepherds in our own home, the thing that we have to do is stay in the field. You are not a shepherd if you don't stay in the field. Watch. To watch over the flock in night seasons. Those of you who are called to give oversight to anything or anybody, you are your best you when you are in place in the rough times. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. Verse 9, and behold, I'm going to preach that at a pastor's conference somewhere. I'm going to preach that. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Here's our text. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So far, our scripture reading of this morning, I'm excited to bring to you the, the series, our Christmas series, entitled Joy to the World. Really excited about that. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you this morning for what we've already sensed. We thank you, Lord, for what you've said to some of us since we've been here in your presence. And I thank you, Lord, that you'll speak even more in our preaching moment today. Lord, open yourself up to us. Help us to know more about you. Help us to know so we can be better at living for you. So my prayer today is that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth. Give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we, we hear the, the hymn, Joy to the World, The Lord Has Come. And I think because we hear it so much every year, it's just a staple in our Christmas playlist in some form or another, whether it's, you know, Michael Bublé or Whitney Houston or, you know, whoever it is, you know, we hear this song, Joy to the World. And the Lord started talking to me some weeks ago about talking to you about joy. So let's start at the basic roots of this whole thing regarding joy. So let's start at the definition. Now let me give you Webster's definition of joy. Here it says, joy is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. That's the Webster definition. I'm reading it again a little bit faster. The emotion evoked by the well by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Okay. Now let me give you uh, the biblical 
definition. In other words, uh, the text that we read is the New Testament. So the New Testament uh, is translated from uh, Greek writings. So in the Greek, let me tell you what joy means. Joy means cheerfulness, i.e. a calm delight. Now, that is vastly different from the Webster's definition. The Webster's definition says that joy is derived from external happenings. Getting the stuff you want. Success. The joy, uh, uh, joy in the Greek text speaks to us from an internal perspective that says joy is a calm delight. There is a difference. And the challenge I feel like that God's people have fallen into is that we think that joy is what the world says joy is. Thus, we don't have it. What, what Webster's has just defined is really happiness. Because happiness is contingent upon happenings. The text here that the angels talk about, so let's talk about it. The angel says, uh, hey shepherds, I come bringing good tidings. The word tidings is the word uh, good news. It is the eongelion. It is, it is the same thing that we use the gospels. It is good news. He says, I am coming to bring the good news or I'm coming to bring to you the gospel that there is joy available to everybody. Now, this joy, think about it. It's not about happiness because if it was really about happiness, Mary and Joseph was looking for a hotel room at the very least they had a baby in. It didn't happen. So Jesus is born in unpleasant circumstances. But the announcement is about joy, which says to me that joy has nothing to do with the surroundings that you have. That's why many of us don't have it. And it is a joy that is offered to all the world. Well, let's think about it. Is all the world getting everything they want? Absolutely not. There's some people in third world countries that have absolute nothing. However, they still have the option of getting joy. Because joy has nothing to do with a nice hotel. Has nothing to do with the best accommodations. It has nothing to do with an Apple Watch or Apple phone. That's why I feel like our culture is so jacked up because we're happy when we get stuff and things. I'm convinced that the greatest joy is something you can get that you don't have to pay for. We so jacked up. We, listen, we jacked up, and I mean, we, 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 we jacked up. Because, like, my joy was taken the other day because I had the iPhone 6. And with the new update, it just started acting crazy. Uh, the little fingerprint thing broke on my way to North Carolina the other day. 
And I had to call the people. They get into my phone. They say, yeah, it looks like, you know, your uh, ribbon, the ribbon under the button is, is broken. So you can go get that fixed. But why would, go, why would I go get that fixed when my phone already slow? Because after all, you know, your phone, you, you're supposed to touch it and it moves. You, you can't touch it and it thinks. You know what I'm saying? My phone could be. And that's only because the processors in my phone were designed to run the, the software that was current when it came out. So now when I get the software that's on the eight, the seven, eight, and 10, my 6S has to think about what it needs to do to run. You see, processors are just, they were just not designed for this. So it makes me feel like, and some of y'all feel the same way, that the developers are building in longevity. Watch, uh, so, so then, fine. Enough is enough, I say. I have a 6S, and they have since come out with a 7, a 7 plus, an 8, an 8 plus, and now a 10. And I'm way back here with a 6S. That's what you got. What you still got? The 4? You got the 5? Listen, listen, listen. He got the 5C. If you ever want to learn how to have money, hang out with Mandela. And I am so not playing with you. Don't sleep on Mandela. Any man that got the 5C is a millionaire. Y'all think I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, hope y'all reading between the lines. Anyway, so look, so then Mandala, because I'm thinking differently now, because this is what they're doing to me. So I get this eight, and then I'm trying to sync my watch. Because now there is value here for me. I travel enough to put all my, my, my boarding passes and stuff on here. So I'm trying to sync my watch. I can't get it. So I call the people. Apple Care, hey man. Trying to sync my, he's like, oh, what, what, he said, give me your number, the number, the EI, whatever number to your watch. And I gave it to him. He said, oh, that's a series one. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> he said, you can't sync that with the seven or eight or the 10. <laughs> Let me tell you what saved me from cussing. <laughs> Is that my Apple ID says Pastor Tim. <laughs> If I hadn't gave him that, listen, I would have been like, what? Just went on off over there. Are you kidding me? So for days, internally, I don't feel right. Because I'm wearing it. Because now it has become a timepiece. It's just a watch. Who wants to wear just a watch? But here's the thing that I've been checking myself on. I've been not right in here because this ain't sinking. Watch. So what the world is telling me is you need to get a new watch so you can have joy. Because I don't feel right. It's like I need to be able to read my text messages and the world said, no, you need to get a new watch. And I'm struggling. Because I'm struggling. Because it works. It works for me. But the world is saying to me, I got to keep getting stuff and things to keep my joy at this level. You hear me? Here's what, I'm a software guy, so I'm learning now a lot of the software that I use in my businesses and stuff like that. They're telling me, hey, you can't update it. Now you have to go to a monthly subscription. So I've just been like funky in the last, just funky for the past two weeks about stuff like this. I'm just funky. <laughs> 
Because now you're telling me I got to subscribe to joy. $30 a month, you can get joy. You can be happy, have all the peace you want because you know everything is working together for your good. (laughs) The world tells you that's what joy is. The word of God is telling us that joy is a calm delight. When hell is breaking loose around you, you can be chill. Because you got joy. Listen, you got to be mature to operate like that. Because we're so used to being happy that joy is no longer a priority. See, growing, when we were kids, I believe the body of Christ had more joy. Because we had come from generations who, who didn't have a lot. But the more we, oh, you know, we shall overcome, the more we overcome, the more we get. And the more we get, the more the world says, you ought to be happy, obey your thirst. So now we're looking for things around us to stimulate us. That's why talking at the dinner table is no longer a must for families. I'm considering I'm considering to get that, that uh, Xfinity thing where you can cut off the thing. But listen, that's a trick. Because if you cut it off and your phone still got service, you can't cut that off. Yeah, tell them, put your phone down before I beat you. <laughs> so, 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 in other words, I'm saying this. What I am saying to you guys, that there is a difference between the world's joy and what the Word of God teaches us that joy is. There is a difference. Now, Jesus makes that clear to us. Let's look at it. Go to uh, John chapter 15 on your devices that, make, that give you joy. <laughs> I see you, Lynn. Lynn said, I got the real Bible. That's what really gives me joy. I see all, all the real joy have us raise them up. You got your Bibles in here? I'm just playing with y'all. <laughs> I'm just looking at the millennials like, what? I, I got joy too, what? <laughs> That's funny. So look at it. John chapter 15, verse 11. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus teaches, I have told you these things, and I'm reading from the Message Bible. I have told you these things for a purpose. Listen to what Jesus says. That my joy might be your joy, okay? And that your joy, wholly mature. So Jesus is saying, there is a difference between the joy you have and the joy I have. The difference. And he says, the stuff that I just told you, I want to tell you because I need you to have my joy. And when you have my joy, in the, in the King James Version, he says, I want you to have joy. Listen, that remains. Oh, gosh. I, this ain't in my notes. But Jesus understood. Hey, 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 Chris, Christina, can you take me to uh, the, 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 the New King James Version of, of this text? Click on that for me. Because Jesus says, I'm telling you this. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you. I don't know, maybe Jesus understood 
that we'd be in 2017. He may be talking to a group of people that swap out joy. I got your joy on Sunday, but I take the world's joy on Monday. So I'm stressed out. I keep my refrigerator stocked or my, or my shelf stocked with wine because I need some extra joy. Oh, I can't get no talk right there. Come on, I got to get a cocktail every night after I get off work because, you know, work done stole my joy. I would tell you, if anything can take your joy, it ain't the joy that Jesus has. And he says, I'm teaching you some stuff so you can get my joy and my joy can stay in you. You can't keep switching out joy and think you're going to have peace in your life. The day I got, it's Sunday, I don't think I'm going to pick up this joy. You know, we wear joy like we wear cologne. I'm going to wear this today. Then I'm going to have the world's joy on Monday. Because the world's joy is fickle. The world's joy really suggests to you, if it ain't going your way, you don't have it. And I'm really trying. I'm really trying to be, here's the word that goes along with joy, content. You hear me? The reason we spin the way we spin is because we we're not content. We want the latest and greatest. And I'm that, hey, I am that guy. I need to have the current update. I talked to the guy before I got my eight. I talked to the guy. I said, hey, tell me the difference between eight and 10. Now he was horrible because he could not, you know, I really wanted to call his managers and be like, hey, fire this guy. This was Apple Care. I was called talking to Apple. And he could not say, hey, man, you can't sell me on the 8 or the 10? Well, I mean, it really ain't no difference. That's what you want to say to me? <laughs> I said, so then why y'all selling it? Well, I'm just saying, it's on you, whatever you want. I said, dude. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't being mean. He just didn't know. And then he's talking to the guy that I get mad at people who don't know their product. I have walked out the store, walked out the restaurant. You know, I've asked, them, uh, I've asked a, a server one time, hey, what's in your stuff, mushrooms? And they couldn't tell me. I was like, go get your manager. <laughs> sit your man manager, sit down with me. Can you tell me what's in these mushrooms? He did, and I said, listen, you need to train your whole team. They need to know what's in these mushrooms. I can't stand people not know their product. So anyway, I asked the guy, hey, man, what, what's the difference? He really is no, there's no, no difference, he said. So then why do I want the 10? Because it's the 10. You, listen, you know the difference between me getting the 8 and the 10? Is that the 8 was out of stock? I mean, the 10 was out of stock? So I had to start checking myself. So, Tim, you're saying to me that you didn't buy the latest only because it wasn't available. You need to check your joy, you need to check yourself. Because you would have spent more money. The only thing that's really majorly different on there is the screen. There's no black part on the screen, the bottom and top. It's screen all the way to the top, and they got face recognition. If you need to recognize your own face, go stand in the mirror. <laughs> you need to get yourself together, man. So I'm glad it wasn't available to me, because number one, you can't miss what you never had. And so we got we to gotta get content with the stuff that we have. All right.
So, so Jesus says, I want you to have joy that remains because there is a difference between the world's joy and the joy that we have. Now, look, go back to that, uh, the, the message version of that, the John 15, 11. Okay? So he says that I want you to have joy and that your joy wholly mature. Okay? What Jesus is saying is the joy that comes from what God sends into the earth, back into the, uh, back into the uh, Luke text, the angel, that I'm, a, I'm announcing to you that there is a joy that's available to the whole world, talking about the coming of Jesus Christ. He says the joy that you need, you can only get from him. It is a mature joy. Here's another word for that is satisfied. So watch this. He says... Um, these things I've told you for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy, and that your joy is wholly satisfied. So in other words, Jesus says holy, totally mature, or totally satisfied. Jesus is saying, the joy that I have is a joy that makes you mature in every part of your life. Being satisfied in every part of your life. Jesus, I'm going to say this again. I want you to get it. This is, this is tweetable if you want to tweet it. Jesus wants to give us joy that will make us mature in every part of our lives. Satisfied. And that is the problem with our society. We're never satisfied. That's why they can make an Apple Watch one. Series one. Now, when you bought the Apple Watch one, the first one, they didn't tell you it was a series. They just said, buy the Apple Watch. It only became a series when they unveiled the fact that you're not satisfied. So I'm going to make a two. You're making a two. Does it look different? No. Bigger? Uh-uh. Same dimensions. Different, uh, different metal? No. Still aluminum and stainless steel. And go, like, we're not giving you a platinum or a diamond-encrusted watch. But what we know is that our society is never satisfied. So we'll make another one. Just put GPS and let you talk on the phone. And then because you're never satisfied, you're going to buy it. Well, what do you mean, give me, make it a phone? I can talk on the phone on this one. Yeah, but you can only talk on the phone when it's close to your phone, connected. We want to give you one that you could talk on the phone by itself. <laughs> so what you're saying to me is that now you're suggesting that I buy a phone that I leave in the car so I can buy a watch that has a phone so I don't have to carry the phone that I just bought and I could talk on the, are you kidding me? Apple said, no, you kidding yourself, because society is never satisfied. I mean, come on. What you want to do? Now you want to go in the gym and leave your phone in the car so you can just talk on the thing? Come on, you don't even talk on the phone hardly anyway. You can't even breathe on the treadmill trying to talk. You be, call, call me back. I'm on the elliptical. Call me back. So then why do you need that? Because we're never satisfied. 
And Jesus says, I want to give you something that makes you satisfied in your whole life. So let me give you five areas of uh, our life. Uh, our lives are broken down into five general areas. You ready? Here it is. Number one, character. Number two, relationships. Number three, work. Number four, health. And number five, resources. Those are the five general areas of your life. And Jesus says, I want to give you a joy that makes you satisfied in every area. Satisfied. Okay, so pastor, how do I get it? How do I get this joy then? Okay, good, I'm glad you asked. Why don't we start right here in this same text? Because Jesus starts out with us saying, these things I've spoken unto you. Okay, what are these things? Let's look at these things. So go to John 15, 1, please. Based on the teaching of Jesus, John 15, 1 in the message translation, he reads, I am the real vine and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that does not bear grapes. And every branch that is grape bearing, he prunes back so that it would bear even more. He says, you are already pruned back by the message I have spoken. Love it. He says, live in me. Here it is. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me, he says. Verse 5, he goes on to say, I am the vine. You are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the, uh, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separate it, you can't do anything or you can't produce anything. Verse 6 says, anyone who separates from me is dead wood. You wonder why your life ain't producing nothing. Yeah, you make good money, but your life ain't producing nothing. You got all the stuff the world says you should have, but your life ain't producing. It's because maybe you're dead wood because you're not connected to him. Okay, he says, he says uh, anyone who, separate from me, who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown into a bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask can be listened to and acted upon. Look at that. This is, my, this is how my father shows who he is when you produce grapes, when you mature as disciples. I've loved you in a way, uh, in the way my father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. Look at what he says, if you keep my commandments, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Keep my father's commandments, or kept my father's commandments, and made myself at home in his love. So when we go on, go to verse 11 for me, Christina, right here. He goes on to say, these things I have said to you for this purpose, that my joy might be your joy and that your joy 
be wholly mature. So now he teaches us. How do I get this joy? I get this joy by being connected to Jesus Christ. He says, make yourself at home in me. How do, I, how do I make myself at home? That's when I rest in him. Hear me. Real joy, write this down because it ain't on the screen. Real joy has its foundations in trust. A calm delight says that I trust that even though everything's falling around, falling down around me, I'm good. Because somebody else is working this out for me. Trust. There is a, uh, the commercial, it's a healthcare commercial, and maybe U.S. healthcare, some healthcare commercial shows uh, this senior couple standing in the front of a maze. And it is depicting how hard it is to navigate what kind of plans you need in healthcare when you order healthcare. And it is really hard, y'all. It's, it's hard. It's like it's the thing that you don't want to do. Like, Jesus, can you just heal me of all my infirmities or take me on to heaven so I do not have to re-enroll because this ain't easy. So what happens was this lady says to them, uh, she's the representative of the healthcare system that's doing the commercial. She says, I know, it's kind of hard. It's like a maze, right? Don't worry about it. We got it. And she puts the people in a bulldozer. And she just drives through all the weeds, all the bushes, and instead of having to figure it out, they take a ride to where they're going. That is really what joy is. It is the trust that I don't have to figure it out. It has already been figured out for me. Joy. Joy. Husbands, can I say something to you? Or let's just say spouses. If you got a spouse that handles dinner, that's joy. Because you don't have to figure it out. Come on. You got a spouse that washes your clothes, folds them up for you. That's joy because you ain't got to figure it out. Oh, I can't get no talk in here. That's a calm delight that when you go pull on that drawer, everything you need. You hear me? Listen, here lately I have just gotten to where I like the silk dark chocolate milk. And it's low, low calorie, you know, it's no lactose, and I'm just digging it. And so lately I've been telling, I've been telling Kelly, and I said, babe, when you go to the store, you know, you can, whenever I'm out, you know, you know, the way I was like, it's not a need, it's just a want. And if the want is in our budget for that week, go on and get me some milk. So I, I drank the last of my milk the other day, and it was kind of mindless. Nobody in the house drinks it but me, which is really a good thing, so I could just drink it straight out the carton. <laughs> Hey, that's joy. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got to put it to the body. So I finished it off and put it in the recycled thing, and it was almost like mindless, empty. And so when I went to get it a few days later, I mean, I may drink it once or twice a week. A few days later, as I was grabbing for it, I remember, oh, this might be empty. And I might have put it back empty because I remember finishing it off. So when I grabbed it, thinking it was empty, it was brand new, unopened. That's joy. No, 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 no. That, okay, that's joy, yes. But what I'm trying to say is it's a calm delight 
knowing that God has gone before you. That he's working it out. Even though it's an avalanche happening, there is a force field around you. Your kids don't look at cartoons like that no more, but we was watching the, the Wonder Twins where they used to have, uh, you know, remember the, remember the Super Friends? They would always have some kind of force field around them. So when stuff is falling, they're, they're covered. That's joy. And that has, not, listen, real joy kicks in when nothing is going right. That's how you know you got joy, when you can be at rest when everything is bad. See, it ain't joy because you got a big check and you can go and buy what you want. That ain't joy, that's happiness. And probably ghetto rich. Whole nother sermon. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that at tax time. Okay. <laughs> Whew, I tickle me. <laughs> so, so Jesus says, I want to teach you how to have real joy. And the way you have real joy, he says, is by connecting with me. When we look at those five areas, getting connected with Jesus starts us out in the relationship part of our lives already. That when you get a good relationship with Jesus Christ that's healthy, that's not just on Sunday, it should help in your other relationships. You hear me? When you become a mature Christian, it should make you a better wife and husband. It should make you a better person. It ain't about changing you. How you, you going to change me? It ain't about changing you. It's about making you a better person. Because when you are right in line and mature with what you say your belief is, then you should be a better person. And don't be a better person at church than you are at home. That makes you a fake person. Y'all with me? Y'all feeling it? Okay, good. Because Jesus says, having a good relationship with me causes this, 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 this trans-new migration. Trans-new migration. Trans to move. Okay, trans. Migration to migrate to move. Okay, trans-new migration is pneuma. Pneuma is wind. It is where we get the word pneumonia. It is the, it is the he Hebrew word for spirit. So when we start talking about the Holy Spirit or we talking about uh, God looked over in Genesis 1 and the Spirit hovered over the face of the deep, it is the word pneuma, wind, pneumonia. That's where you get infection in your wind system. Okay? So when we start talking about trans to move, pneuma, wind or spirit, okay, to migrate, to move. So now we're saying that when I get in Jesus... There is a transgener there is a, a trans new migration, a, a, a movement of his spirit to ours. And when it comes his spirit to ours, we then get his joy. Because know this, Jesus had a joy, even though he knew that the reason he was in the earth was to die. Ooh, talk about joy. Joy. Let me go you one better. Jesus knew that he was in the earth to die for people who may not receive it. Only Jesus could have done that. Because you know how to been trying to negotiate with God. God, let's, let's talk about it. So you saying to me 
that I got to die for everybody, even though everybody ain't going to receive my death? So are you saying that there's a portion of my death that'll be for nothing? God will be like, yeah. I'm like, well, let me ask you this. Can we just single out those that will receive it and let me die for them so at least I'll be dying for something? I just can't see dying for nothing. My joy is available to all the world. And because we made them with the will, we got to give them the opportunity to say no to it as some will. Uh-oh, can I go you one better? I can hear God saying, this is, this is my commentary. Y'all read it in my commentary. I can hear God saying, but son, think about this. We can respect the people that say no to it, but what about the people who say yes halfway? <laughs> what about the people who just say, yes, I receive your salvation on Sunday, but live like hell on Monday, willingly? If he'd have said that to me, I'd have been like, well, I tell you what, deal's off. I ain't going down now. We're not doing this. It's just going to be me and you. Maybe we can make another Adam and Eve. Kill everybody. Let's just start over. <laughs> Kill everybody, Jesus. Let's start over. You know, that, that is what he did in Genesis with Noah's folk, right? Enough is enough. He, listen, listen. God was like, y'all wicked. Y'all wicked as hell. Yeah, I like how I be using that for real. See, y'all can't use, you got to use it for, if you're going to use that like that, you got to use it for real. Y'all wicked as hell is as hell. Not for emphasis. <laughs> y'all come to church, I teach everything. Teach you how to cuss right. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, see y'all wicked and I'm sick of it. So listen, the first Adam couldn't do it. So then I got to get a temporary Adam that's going to be in between Adam and Jesus. Noah. Noah, can you follow my instruction? Get everybody, put them in the ship. Y'all know the story. So anyway, the bottom line is this. Jesus is saying there is a joy that you come to that, that should, when you connect with me, helps you in the area of your relationships. He also goes on to say, in two minutes, he goes on to say, there is, when you are a mature disciple, you keep my commandments, which now covers character. You see, when you get a relationship with Jesus, he says, you should be maturing as a disciple and you keep my commandments. Now, I want you to have joy in your character. I want you to be happy internally, have a calm delight that you are my disciple. Take joy in that. Let me tell you something. I, have, I am seeing this play out in, in my son's life, in Kyle's life. Now, Kyle is the kid that wants to follow the rules, okay? Kyle wants to, he wants to be, at this point in his life, he wants to be a pastor, okay? Kyle is the kid that he ain't gonna cuss, you know, behind mom and daddy's back. Oh, Lord, I just stepped over into something. So, because he lives the way he lives, his friends now are making fun of him. Kyle, you don't know so-and-so artists? Kyle, you don't ever cuss. You can just cuss one time because it's fun. These are the things that, he stay, that they're saying to him. Okay? Now, of course, my lovely wife attributes it to public school. <laughs> I said, no, Doc, because the Christian school he was in was saying that same foolishness because just because they go to Christian school don't mean they live in a Christian home. 
whole nother situation. For those of y'all that's struggling, you know y'all little prissy private school people. I just want my kid to go to, the, you know, because they don't have all this. Come on. Come on. I know Christian parents, Christian school kids' parents who work in the strip club. I ain't playing. Dead serious. That don't mean nothing. Anyway, so what I see in him is the struggle. Not that he wants to change, but he can't seem to find the peace. And I said, so son, why don't you tell them either you're going to be cool with me for who I am or we're no longer friends. And he says, well, daddy, everybody kind of seems to have that thing. And what he was really saying to me is, I'm going to be friendless at school. That's really what he was saying. And I feel the, the, the struggle. Not the struggle to do wrong, but it's like, what am I supposed to do? So now I'm, I'm trying to encourage him to understand, be okay with who you are, because that, that is the calm delight. That when I have a relationship with him and I keep his commandments, now my character shows that I have that. So you can't get me to talk like that. Now you want to pick on me and ridicule me because I don't talk like that. And then he gets a little angry that he feels like that's because y'all's vocabulary is, is lower than mine. But I'd be having to tell him, yeah, you can't say that. For a couple of reasons. Number one, no, for a couple of reasons. This is why. You can't redeem what you reject. Fine line. And I'm teaching, I mean, I'm teaching him that. I mean, I ain't giving them baby stuff. We're giving them the real deal. I said, because the ultimate goal is you want people to, to believe what you believe. I said, so we can't judge them too hard because we'll push them away. And you can't pull them in and push them away at the same time. You'll break them. So I'm teaching them how to be okay with who he is. Because right now, it's, it's the struggle. So here's what I said to him the other day. I said, let me tell you something. What you might need to do is pull back from them, even though you're there every day, and embrace those people that you go to church with that believe what you believe. So don't mean they perfect, son, but they, at least they believe what you believe. You got some people now in the bridge that you should be getting their phone numbers, texting them, hanging out with them, right. meeting at the mall with them or something, yeah. because y'all believe the same thing. You see what I'm saying? See, part of having the joy that Jesus brings is saying my character changes. See, that's one of those areas of life that he wants you to be wholly mature in. So, so David goes on and he teaches this. David teaches this, and I'm going to be finished here because I'm two minutes over. He says uh, in, in um, Psalm 16, Psalm 16, I want you all to watch this. Because this is talking about how do I get it. There's so much more I can say here, but I got to end right here today. How do you get this joy? It's by building this relationship with Jesus. Be in him. Let him be in you. Listen, it's going to produce joy. Can I be honest with you? But it don't always produce happiness. Note that Jesus says, Jesus said, I'm teaching you this stuff not that you're going to be happy. I want to teach you this stuff so you'll have joy. Because listen, happiness will stress you out. Why are you saying that? Pastor, I mean, happiness makes you happy. No, no, no. If you live your life responding to external stimulation, it's up and down. You had those days where you got good news and bad news at the same time? I don't handle them days well. When I get good news 
And I get bad news. It happened to me just yesterday. Good news that the boys had, the boys had a little audition thing that went well for them. We was excited. Cool. But then we found out that one of Kylan's uh, good co-workers passed away in her sleep. So in a matter of hours, I got great news that had me up here and bad news that had me down here. And so I've been eating well all week. I've been eating real good. But because I got this and this, I had a honey bun in the middle because I just couldn't stress. I was just stressed out. I couldn't take it. Can I tell y'all the truth? Listen, I had hardly any carbs all week. I had a Whopper last night and two little honey buns. Two, I just went from, hey, 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 hey. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to become a disciple so I can give you all the truth. I just got to give you a little bit in increments. I'm, I'm working with y'all until we all growing together. Don't, 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 don't get the stage tripped out. Don't, don't get it twisted. We all developing. Right, it was one, but then I was like, okay, I'm on the stage. It was two. Here we go. <laughs> because I was stressed out. And then because I was stressed out like that, I went to sleep at 9 o'clock. Because if you deal with external stuff, it is, it, is, it, is, it is joy, hear me, that calibrates your life. Joy. That helps you maintain. That, that my, my calm delight is here, whether I get great news or whether I get bad news. I'm centered. You understand what I'm saying? It is the fulcrum that causes your life to be balanced. Y'all heard that? Fulcrum. All your science people out here. Y'all science heads. That's about all I remember. But it keeps you balanced. And that's why you got to have it. That's why I'm teaching it. Because listen, you can't be Christ-centered and be flying off at the, at, with every whim. You hear me? Next year, we're going to be rolling out some weekend intensives. Uh, called, the whole track will be called Calibrate. So for people who may have grief, People who need financial challenges and need some help in there, we're going to do a thing called Calibrate because we got to get to center. Our world is too topsy-turvy for us to live in this world without the anchor. You hear me? Because every day on CNN and Fox, we're reeling about something. Whether you're blue or red, whatever it is, we got to be Christ-centered. So here's what David says about getting it. David says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. What he's saying here is God has given me counsel and it settles in my heart. And so my heart now is teaching me while I'm sleeping. Let me tell you a, a, a study device that my wife has taught me. We just saw it. She teaches the boys this. She goes over whatever it is that they're studying. Like, she's, like if they are in bed about to go to sleep and they'll do a last run through. And she said he needs to sleep on it. So the other day I did it with Jonathan. He was going to sleep and he had to know his Bible verse for, for the next day. It was going to be tested where he had to write it out, not just give it back. I think that's child abuse. But anyway, <laughs> he was fumbling. No, no, no. This word, Jonathan, this right here, this right here. So when he woke up the next morning, I said, give me your Bible verse. Spit it out flawlessly. Because while he was sleeping, the last thing he heard was being disseminated in him. Come on, guys, that's why you got to meditate on the word. Can I, can I be honest with y'all? Can I be real? You got to be watching the last thing you watch, the last thing you, you scroll. Whether, listen, whether it's social media, whether it's porn, whatever it is, whether it's horror, 
Can I say horror? horror whether it's a horror movie, horror. You, you, you got you, you to gotta watch it because it disseminates in you. And then you wake up more like the thing you just saw. That's why he says that when I'm sleeping, my heart instructs me on the stuff that you told me in the daytime. Now my heart is meditating on it. Ooh, go Dex. Nine. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay, there it is. Therefore, my heart will be glad. That's the same word as joy. And my glory rejoices. My flesh will also rest in hope. So now we find that in the presence of God, when he gives me counsel, you hear me? When he gives me counsel, I get joy from that. And my flesh starts trusting him more. That's our problem. Your spirit man is cool with Jesus. It's your flesh that gets you in trouble. It's your flesh. Your spirit man said, no, 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 no. Don't do it. It's your flesh that said, I ain't getting it at home. Let me try it. The just dropped heavy in him. Boom! <laughs> just dropped right there. Go to 10. For you, for you will not leave my soul in hell, nor will you allow the Holy One to see, your Holy One to see corruption. Look at 11. Here it is. You will show me the path of life. In your presence, there is what? Read it. Fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures evermore. If you want the joy that the angels told the shepherds that was available to everybody, you're going to have to get a great relationship with Jesus and spend some time in the presence of God. Let's stand.